cliffcentral.com. That gives us a great segue into today's window seat with travel.co.za. And we're joined by a familiar face, Monet Dupreer. How's it, Monet? How are you? Hey, Gareth. Like and you? Good, man. Nice to see you. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, also, Ken, Ken Hill is here. Ken is the CEO of Drifters, which is a tour vest-owned adventure tour company. They run scheduled adventure tours across all of Southern and East Africa. He also arranges cycling tours and adventure motorcycle tours for small groups. So that sounds very exciting. How are you, Ken? Great, Gareth. Great to be here. Yeah, nice to see you. Yeah. And Monet, of course, for those people who haven't clicked yet, is the CEO of Tourvest Travel Services. Mm-hmm. Been on the show a number of times. So Monet, you've just been to South America, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still battling a little bit with the jet lag, but uh, yeah, unbelievable. <laughs> Sorry, and we woke you up extra early this morning to come and tell us about Argentina. No, exactly. Okay, so I'm in the studio with Jack. Where are you? <laughs> yeah, no, I know. Listen, I've, I've I've also got some stuff this morning that I have, to, but I believe you and I are in a meeting tomorrow. So, Monet, um, what's what's South America like? I'm sure it isn't your first time there. And and where did you go? You guys went to Brazil and Argentina, or just one of them? Uh, both and. Uh, unfortunately, it was my first time there, so um, you know I oh, went wow. in there. Yeah, went in there with like interesting expectations. You know, we they rated like us as a third world country, and you know you always expect the worst when people say third world country. Yeah. So I thought you know, and you and you lo- see all of the interesting scenarios that they've had in the press, especially over the election periods, and and you yeah you 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 make up your own uh, mind uh, about what you're going to see when you get there. And oh my God, was yeah. I surprised! It was totally different. Um, from the time that you actually arrive there, airport amazing, drive out of the actual airport, nine lane roads, not a pothole, wow. not one minute of load shedding, not one piece of litter anywhere. Those were the first three observations that I made there. Um, so yeah, totally, totally um, you know, different to what the expectation was. So where were you in Brazil and where were you in, in Argentina? Because I assume... Um, you know, South Africa used to do a flight to Sao Paulo. I don't know if we still do that. I know Rio is the main tourist destination. And then we also have um, Buenos Aires in Argentina. Where did you go? Look, we went to all of those places. So, um, and we'll, we'll go into a little bit more in a little bit more depth. But uh, SAA flies to Sao Paulo again, as well as LATAM. But what was nice is, um, you know, SAA is also a lot of negativity hovering around mm-hmm. uh, what's happening there and are they back on track and are they safe and how good are they? Let me tell you, we had an amazing experience. The one thing I can tell you about, let's call it the new SAA and and uh, the way that they operate, and, and, and Ken can agree to that. And we were fortunate to to travel up front, mm. um, so we weren't packed like sardines. But the one thing that is really, really cool about the, the new SA is the service delivery. All the way from the time that we got met on the on the curbside check-in, um, the service mm-hmm. on board, the the friendliness and the and the willing to want to please that the staff. That's that proper South African mentality that we have. The reason why I love being a South well, I'm always going to be a South African and I'm going nowhere is because of that. And that was so great that yeah. we experienced that type of service again. So product good, food fantastic. Yes, I think you know planes need a little bit of a and, they, and I know they've got a couple of new aircraft on on the line. Um, need a bit of an upgrade, but for all of the rest, absolutely superb. Well, that's a big update because, um, you know, we're always hearing the negative stuff in the news about SAA and how it's run and all the rest. But I'm, I'm very, very pleased to hear some good feedback there. And obviously, you know, a lot of these routes are routes that only SAA could do. So it's good to know 
that they're back up there and that they're trying to fight for their place and that the the attitude is right above all else. So, Ken, what were you looking for in South America? Because you're obviously trying to find opportunities there for tourvest, things that you can run in those countries, things that you could do there. And and what kind of stuff did you find that you think might be interesting to South Africans and that you could run for people from all over the world? Well, Gareth, it's the second time that I've been across there. And I must say, I agree with Mona, absolutely mind blown. We have these perceptions about South America. And then when you arrive there and see that it's totally different to what you expected. Um, we went across, uh, firstly, to see how they do things, how they do tourism across there. Um, they're dealing with vastly larger numbers than what we uh, deal with in Southern Africa, which was uh, very interesting to see. And how they actually manage the number of tourists so efficiently was um, yeah, uh, really um, eye-opening. Um, we then obviously were also looking for opportunities in South America. I mean, Drifters is a well-known overland brand uh, glo globally, and um, the logic would be for us to run overland tours in South America as well. And so that was something that I was certainly looking at. And again, um, yeah, traveling down to Patagonia, um, it is the oh, perfect wow. country for sort of um, uh, for mobile safari type uh, operations, and there don't seem to be too many of those on offer down there. So, yeah, certainly opened our eyes. Um, Four absolute mind-blow experiences for me. The Iguazu waterfalls are something else to see. The Moreno Glacier down on the southern uh, Patagonian ice cap, an absolute uh, indescribable experience. Um, Buenos Aires as a city, I mean, Mornay just said, you know, to travel through a city that's almost European in its mm. appearance, but so Latino in its culture and uh, – you know, totally safe for tourists to walk around in, not a piece of litter on the ground, um, really, really different to what you would expect. And then, of course, Rio with the carnival, not only the formal carnival, but the street carnivals. We were fortunate enough, we went up into St. Teresa and encountered an informal street parade, which, of course, we were wow. beer in hand straight into the carnival and having fun. It was an uh, absolutely amazing experience. So, yeah, I can yeah, certainly recommend it. Monet, what did you think of the carnival? Look, I thought it was amazing. It's definitely, I think it's one of those bucket list items. You know, it's, you know Gareth, you you travel a, a bit with us and, and, and you've been all over the world. And if you don't see things with your own eyes and experience it, it's very difficult to explain that to people. Right. You know, television footage and, and, and ads don't really, really portray the real pictures. But if you're there and you feel, you literally feel the atmosphere. It's that buzz. It's that, you know, similar type of feeling to a World Cup final where you sit there and you can actually feel the vibe on your skin. Um, yeah, look, you know, one, one amazing thing is, is they cater for all, all shapes, sizes, um, no matter where you come from. I mean, we had Chinese in front of us that went absolutely tilt and started, uh, doing the samba there and guys in the, in the crowd were teaching them how to do it. So, you know, unbelievable experience, um, you know, really, really cool. Um, but you I know, just want to show, I want to show a video quickly of the carnival. Just give people a little bit of a taste here. Take a look at this. <laughs> and this is an informal carnival on a Sunday morning, so um, that we went to. It was 11 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, but, um, and then Sunday you can 
in uh, Mozambique. Everybody's just, everybody's got some kind of instrument, and there's more here. Look at this. And this was the the final event of the Rio Carnival, and it was yeah, that was just unbelievable. I mean, it's like eight hours of constant entertainment. Um, crazy, crazy good. effort that goes into preparing for this was phenomenal that's that is that's that's what that's one of the floats on the on the street right at the carnival correct that's what the formal uh we were fortunate enough to go to the winner's parade which is a parade that starts at 10 in the evening and continues until six the next morning oh my with just endless floats and party and people coming past i mean it is something else it is just indescribable can can you guys try um illuminate for some of us like what the importance of traveling like you guys got to experience this thing firsthand but some people are of the opinion that you know uh, I'm born in South Africa. I don't need to see anything else. Why is it so important for people to travel? Yeah, look, I mean, you know, from our perspective, it's it's most probably the university of life because mm. what do we see there? In South Africa, we live in our own world. Um, and we like uh, that familiar saying, we believe in our, our own shit. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> we believe our own worlds and that's all with, all that we see. And and we We've got no idea of how it operates in a, in a different environment. Mm. So traveling all the different cultures, the food experiences. You know, people tell you about the, the meat in Argentina. Well, let me tell you what. Eat it and then tell me. It is magnificent. Yeah. Every restaurant we went to, um, obviously I had meat at every restaurant. It was phenomenal. <laughs> and not small little bites. Look, for those vegans, you stuffed. Um, <laughs> not the place. <laughs> a lot of greenery around. Um, when you go on your, on your field trips, that's quite cool. So, so, so grab a, a leaf or two there. But uh, yeah, it, 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 it is amazing. So to experience that. Secondly, the culture Hang and the on, people. I, I, just, I just want to quickly stop you here because I'm a big steak fan and you are too. I know wow. this. So in an Argent, in a proper Argentine steak restaurant, you have like a green and a red thing. And when you've had enough meat, you turn it over and they stop bringing it to you. But the quality of that steak, I mean, they talk about Argentine beef all over the world. Mm. Did it completely blow your mind? You've tasted good food. Look, at, you know, for initially you think, you know what, yeah, it's a cool, it's a bigger steak. They prepared it to perfection the first time that I got it. And then the second restaurant was similar. And then the third one was, was similar. So then you realize... Listen, these guys have got this recipe right. It's not just the the one steakhouse that we went mm. to that's got it right. They've got the recipe right. And obviously, right. I think it is, one, the quality of the meat. But just the way that they prepare it is just phenomenal. Um, and, you, you you know, you order the meat and then you order your sides if you want sides or if you need sides. I don't think we ever finished our sides because the size of the meat is actually so good. And it's so, it's so damn good that, you know, you look at the size of the steak and say, I'm never going to finish this. Um and then, you know, before you know it, you have, and you didn't touch the sides. And as I say, well, vegetables are, are definitely not on the menu. It's not a priority. So listen, I just want to ask Ken about some of these things. So you mentioned the Iguazu Falls, which are absolutely magnificent. i got a picture of that up on the screen now for those people on YouTube. Um, and, and these are on the border of what um, – on Paraguay and Uruguay, right? I'm on, uh, close to Paraguay, but they're on the border of actually Brazil and Argentina. So ideally, if you fly into uh, Sao Paulo, you would take a flight then down to Iguazu on the Brazilian side. We viewed the falls on the afternoon on the Brazilian side and then crossed the border, which was a simple and quick border crossing. We actually then overnighted on the Argentine side and in the morning went mm. and had a look at the falls from the Argentine side. So... 
Um, yeah, magnificent falls, very different to our Victoria, to our own Victoria Falls, which obviously I'm a great fan of. But um, right. yeah, again, very interesting to see how they deal with the number of tourists that are that arrive there. And Gareth, one of the outstanding things about uh, South America is that they have vo- uh, huge numbers of tourists, but it largely is based on uh, domestic and regional tourism, which is something so- mm-hmm. Southern Africa doesn't really do properly. And um, that was an eye opener for me, I must say. Sounds amazing, and it sounds mm-hmm. like they've really got their act together. Now I know that. Tourvest um, in in Southern Africa and in East Africa, you guys have got your act together. You really know what to do there. And I think with drifters, you'll probably start doing more and more business in places like South America. The other good thing, Monet, you can you can stand up for this too. Is it's it's not that far. If you can take a direct flight mm. to South America, it really is like a good option for people who want to head into a place that they might never have been before. I mean, you've traveled all over the world. The first time you've been there. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it just, you know, I never had the need to go there because, you know, you always look at things that are closer closer to home and, and Europe and the States are always where you want to go. So it was always that third world country that I, that I uh, had on the list there. Rio Carnival was on my bucket list, but I'll do it when I get there. And to be honest with you, mm. I should have gone there a lot sooner. And next family holiday, you know, might very well be there. And the interesting thing about those two countries is, yes, obviously Brazil's a little slightly more expensive, most probably double to three times the price of South Africa if you equate it and always measure everything against a beer. Um, so <laughs> so that's on the Brazilian side. But let me tell you, the Argentinian side, rand for rand, uh, same value for money. So the beer's most probably the same price. Here and there you could, could get, you know, your food at cheaper than what you can get in South Africa. But steakhouse-wise, quality-wise, um, similar type of pricing, you know, even the accommodation pricing was very, very similar. So Argentina, very, very well-priced, um, awesome place. Brazil, a little bit more expensive, although it's just, you know, it's just a, a, a drive across the border, uh, a little bit more expensive. But for sure, someone that, you know, that wants to do something different and see something different, the glaciers, for example, was was an eye-opener. I mean, that's probably the, 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 the best natural wonder that I've seen. And, of course, we love Victoria Falls because it's, it's close to home for us. But I promise you, if you see the glaciers, it's just unbelievable. It's, it's a life-changing experience. Ken, it doesn't even look real. I mean, this picture that you've got here of this glacier, and this is obviously in Patagonia, right? Yeah, that's down. Uh, that's the Mourinho Glacier, close to El Calafate, um, for those that are. But you, you're quite correct, Gareth. It doesn't look real. It's incredible. Yeah. And the photograph doesn't display the magnitude of it either. You know, the, that uh, ice shelf is about 100 meters high. Um, you know, you go down to the bottom there and you get onto a boat and you feel almost insignificant next to that, uh, ice wall. Mm. We were fortunate enough to see a huge chunk break off and sink below and then almost erupt like a volcano in the water. I mean, honestly, one of the most natural, the most amazing natural wonders that I've ever seen. That's, mm. uh, yeah. Well, to answer Jack's question, and Monet already did, you can't taste the meat unless you go there. And there's lots of other stuff that you can't, you cannot get a feel for this unless you actually go and experience it yourself. So, if this interests you, and there's something in this that you want to try out, go to travel.co.za, and there'll be a whole lot more coming from Drifters. There'll be a whole lot more coming from Tourvest and Tourvest Travel Services. Travel.co.za is where you will find it. So go along and check those things out. Monet, thanks for dealing with the jet lag and coming to see us this morning. Ken, lovely to have you on the show. And we will go and add Brazil and Argentina to our bucket list. Looks like a hell of a good idea. Cheers, guys. Thanks a lot. Thank you very much.
Thanks very much, gents. We will check in with travel.co.za again in a couple of days' time to find out even more. And if you want to find out all about this particular trip and all the other great offerings, all you have to do is go along to travel.co.za.